We'll call to order the meeting of the Orville City Parks Commission. Today is Tuesday, August 10th. Can we get a roll call, please? Commissioner Castro. Here. Commissioner Krantz. Here. Commissioner Kahn. Here. Commissioner Whitley. Here. Commissioner or Chairperson O'Reilly. Here. If you could stand with me for the Pledge of Allegiance. Salute. Pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Madam Clerk, do we have any public comment? Mr. Chairperson, we have one person, Joan Bosky. Come on up. at the Feather River Nature Center. Um, I want to thank you for taking just a couple of quick moments. Um, I have a lot to unpack, but I wanted to start at ground zero. Um, I'm fairly new, but I've been with the center for two years since it reopened after the spillway incident. And um, I've had the pleasure of getting a garden going there and trying to bring activities online. Um, one of my um, chief concerns right now is um, having consistent um, campaign or um, promotions of the parks and our museums. Um, and I'm wondering if possibly we can work on some sort of inspirational uh, campaign for our city um, and outline um, visitors. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of mystique, especially around our nature center. Um, so possibly um, I wanted to maybe address this in the future. I know that uh, the chamber had been charged or had a campaign to do brochures. That's something that we haven't seen come to light or the videos. Um, so I'm just kind of curious. I'm an artist. I'm a trained photographer. These are things I would like to see more creativity. Um, when I send people to the web page, it doesn't seem very inspiring to become a docent. Um, and so I'm wondering how we might recruit more docents. Um, I'm probably the youngest one. I'm 40. And um, we have a lot of really excited people that come, at least when I'm there, to the center and want to get involved. But um, I would like to deepen the community ties and the partnerships. And I think we have so many entities that have a lot of energy and a lot of ideas. So I'm wondering if we can formalize that in some way. Um, and so I charge this with maybe possible exploration. Thank you. Thank you. Would you be interested in putting some of your thoughts together in a brainstorm and doing a presentation at the next Parks Commission meeting? Absolutely. Is that possible? Yes, definitely. And we encourage any thoughts on that. We've tried docent recruitment programs in the past. Um, we've held docent recruitment events at the various museums in the past and we've had a few people come in we've been uh successful here and there but it's it's we just have had such a difficult time with the recruitment process um so yeah we are also working with the explore butte county for the recruitment or excuse me for the 
Um, I'm sorry. The exhibit. I'm sorry, I didn't catch it. Yes, for, well, for the promotion of the museums and the parks. They're developing a map specifically for Oroville for areas of interest that will contain the museums, the parks, um, different locations throughout town. So that's coming soon. Uh, also, we have not done the brochures in a while, and that was because the SBF had previously funded that. We do have some brochures in our storage so um, we can provide more to the museums as well so we usually provide them as they're requested um, but yeah we would like to build a more robust marketing plan for our museums mm -hmm. and also <clears throat> excuse me just in case you weren't aware we also have established with the help of council member riggs who is previously chairperson riggs of the parks commission mm -hmm. a, a teen docent program and which is being ironed out and worked out with the between the city and the schools, uh, which will bring in some younger, um, hopefully bring in some younger individuals as well who have a want and drive and passion for mm -hmm. that as well. Uh, Commissioner Krantz? I was also going to suggest that maybe what Ms. Bosky is looking for would be a good match for the teen docent program because I know in our comments here it says that the school district possibly um, is involved in with COVID restrictions. However, maybe sometime in the future, that would be a good match. Mm -hmm. oh. we, we did reach out to the school district recently with an update um, to for partnering. It was kind of in my little bit later, but how about now? Um, to get the teen docent program uh, revamped up. Mm -hmm. It was kind of in a lull there for a while because of COVID. It was something that this commission was passionate about and then COVID hit. So it actually never went in front of council. Um, so we re-reached -re out to the uh, school districts and they are in favor of this. The volunteer hours, as I believe I listed on something else, is no longer required of students. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not as big of a push um, as we were hoping when we first established this but they are all in favor of proning for us and being advocates for it. Um, they just wanted us to be aware that they're no longer requiring those volunteer hours, but they are in favor of it. And just a, a second idea is, um, would any of the scout organizations fall under those same guidelines, like a school district, or do they maybe have a little bit more freedom to... Um, you know, I know they have to earn certain badges for certain things mm -hmm. and within time frames. I, I wonder if the scouts might have a little more flexibility with volunteers mm -hmm. than the school district. Yeah, yeah. 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 You can look into something like that. I'm not familiar with um, either of the scouts, uh, their guidelines, things like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it could be something that we could. I don't know of uh, any older into. age scouts that are here right yeah, now I don't know when my girls did it I think the oldest ones were like low grade high school but on the age. same token I like where you're going with that and maybe not to diminish that portion at all but maybe us commissioners can start reaching out to uh, community-based organizations that are looking to do community service stuff mm -hmm. and boys and girls the club ideas. YMCA right. all of those uh, absolutely so mm -hmm. absolutely Commissioner Castro um, to piggyback on to um, 
Ms. Krantz, uh, the parents could come with the scout. Um, I grew up at the Cherokee Museum, and as soon as I could, you know, count change, I was there. So that's a great opportunity. I was wondering um, where the docent applications can be found on the website. Can I just interrupt one second? Mm -hmm. Commissioner Khan, your microphone's on, and there's, there's some sort of noise that keeps coming through. Okay, I'll turn it off. It's, it's probably the fan. A second. I believe Commissioner Khan also had her hand raised to comment previously. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sorry. It's okay. I'll turn this fan off, but it's, you have to excuse me while I, I'm not very mobile at the moment. So not a problem. I'll, I'll turn my extra fan off. Okay. No, when you were talking or trying to talk or not, so it was just confusing. I'm sorry. sorry. Um, where can the docent applications be found online at the website? They are found on our website. Um, don't have top of my head, but I can search the for link it. Is. I can, can search, search for, for it. it in the search yes. bar. Thank you. Um, yeah. But they, it is on there under, I believe, under the Parks Commission and docents, and there's application okay. online. Thank you. And there's also applications in the city hall. Yes, we do there have applications should be a here paper in City application Hall. as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, because when a docent comes in and fills out an application, we provide them with a live scan, scan form that they take to the Butte County Sheriff's Department to go through the fingerprint process, and we ask them to pick up the one from the city because it has our code on it, so that it gets charged back to the city. Mm -hmm. So that's why we encourage them to bring the hand deliver the applications back to us, so we can provide them with that form. Very good, Commissioner Con. Are you by your computer? Here she comes. Oh, she's your microphone's not on, Michelle. Yeah, my mobility, like I said, is shot. So, excuse me. Oh, I get myself situated. Not a problem at all. All right. What was that? Your, did you want to speak on this? Was your hand raised? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. As far as the docent applications, wait. Um, if I last time I checked, it's it is difficult to find them. I, you know, we'd like them more accessible. That much I can say. So. May, maybe we can get the applications, just a couple of them, to each museum. So if somebody stops by or while doing a tour is interested, they can hand them one. They have them at the museums. Okay. They most of the museum. All right. Is that all? Somebody will get yeah. with somebody will get with her about a presentation. Absolutely, yes. Very good. Moving on to regular business, approval of the minutes. Do I have a motion to approve the minutes for April twenty seventh as well as June eighth, twenty twenty one? I move to approve the minutes from April 27th and I second. There it is. We have a first and a second. Junie. Oops. Commissioner Khan, how do you vote? Oh, yes. The motion carries with five yeses and zero noes. Item number two, backlog report. this item we have added is something that we would like to continue as an annual thing in um, at all parks commission 
Um, you can see on here that we attached a Parks Mission report backlog. Um, this is kind of a brief one that we plan to add ideas to, and if the item is accomplished, we can remo remove. Um, right now we have the Adopt-A-Park program, Teen Docent program, Vandalism report, and website updates on this backlog report. And the adopt a park, uh, I'll go through a little bit more detail. The Adopt-A-Park program was approved by this commission back in 2020 and by the council also in 2020 in April. And the program I just recently, not recently, I guess, put out on Facebook and our city website in the news section, so it's a little bit more accessible on there, and put out a Facebook blast about it um, probably about a month ago, a couple weeks ago, maybe three, two or three weeks ago. Um, and we have not received any applications for that. But it is more accessible <laughs> on the website as well as on our social media, and we will continue to promote that. Next, we have the Teen Brosen program, which we kind of already went over. Um, as I said, the school district is in favor of this. Um, it's something that needs to go to our council. So we are hoping to get that, I think, believe, uh, we're estimating to get on the council agenda for September 7th because um, we would like to see this program move forward and to get more attendance and more interest from um, the younger generation for our docents. Next one we have is our vandalism report, which uh, we would like to do annually. This body received this last report on April 15th, so we don't have one for you today, but we will continue annually with you. And that will be something that um, will have the breakdown of the costs that have gone into vandalism throughout the parks and museums. Yeah. Now, when you're saying annually, do you mean once a year, or do you mean each meeting? So we're going to do this one annually. Sorry about that. Yeah, so once a year. Okay. <laughs> My apologies. No worries. And the next, we have website updates, which are always ongoing. Um, please bring it to our attention if there's something that, you know, dates are, you know, out of date or something that hasn't been updated. Um, recently, um, Michelle Kahn actually brought to our attention that she wanted to request a tour to be more accessible on the website. Um, so if you go into to the website, Michelle, I tried to add a big, bold request a tour link on there. Um, so that is on the, I believe the page for, if you go straight into museums and if you go into each museum, there should be one. So that's something that, um, make it more accessible. The link just takes you directly to the application that they can fill out that then goes to the staff to perform the, what's needed next to get the, um, group or organization into the tours. So all those are ongoing. Um, that'll probably be something that'll always be on this report because there's always updates and there's always things that staff miss and commissions bring to our attention. So we really appreciate if you bring those to our attention. Thank you, Jordan. Um, and just one thing too, when we were talking about the uh, updates to the website, the, the phone tree, I try the phone tree when you call and you get to the parks department mm -hmm. after you go Six, you know, six numbers, and then you know, hit six and hit six. Anyway, yes, the phone tree. Was, hit, sorry, the phone, phone tree was in the same conversation we had about the requested tour, and I forgot to update you on that. Um, I did reach out to our ID department. Apparently, it's a little bit more complicated than I can even grasp with the phone tree how it's set up. Um, but I put in a request of what um, museum numbers are still working and what ones need to be updated. Ah. So I will follow up with that on our IT department. 
Commission, Commissioner Castro? I really, really want to thank staff for this. It's extremely helpful. Um, I would like to possibly um, recommend a couple more columns just to give us some idea. For example, items will be removed as they are completed. Maybe just tell us it's completed. Don't just remove it. It's it's really hard to go back and figure what was here and what was there. Just we would put it column. as a separate spreadsheet, and it would be below the active spreadsheet. Right. I don't want to create more work, but right. a visual that says it's done, now it's coming off, right. would be right. um, appreciated. Um, in regard to number one, the Exchange Club did fill out the application and was approved almost a year ago to adopt Bedrock, uh, Bedrock Park. So I don't want that. We will look for that. We um, we did. We completed all the paperwork. Um, we actually have a team that goes down uh, once a week and does cleanup. And uh, we're having our um, event on Saturday down there. So I would like to um, make sure nobody else gets Bedrock Park because we already have it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'd also like to see a vandalism report at every meeting. Um, I do believe that a lot of the things we discuss, um, even tonight, regarding... Um, you know, the fencing and some of the security issues at the museum and some of the vandalism. I think that needs to be done more frequently than annually. I don't know what I'm asking for uh, specifically in work from Wade, but I would like to see us keep that on the forefront because it does help us to make decisions. And I'll clarify that for you. So Wade, our park supervisor, typically does his vandalism report in his parks report. This one would be the monetary expense mm. annually. So we would do that at the fiscal year. Thank you for that That's clarification. That's great. Yeah. Annually is great on that. Thank you. Any other comments from the commission? Anything else from staff? Thank you, Jordan. Item number three, request to apply for per capita funding to install a wrought iron fence around the perimeter of Sank Park. Thank you, um, Don Nevers, Community, Assistant Community Development Director. So this staff report comes to you because we have received an allocation of $177,000. Actually, we have to apply for an allocation of $177,000 from the state parks per capita program. And so with that, we can apply for a project in one of our parks. Um, circling back to the vandalism conversation, we have a lot of vandalism that happens on a nightly basis in the lot home or around the lot home and in Sank Park. Uh, one of our ways of trying to prevent that vandalism in the nighttime hours when the parks are closed um, from dusk to dawn is to install a decorative six-foot wrought iron fence around this park with arches at the gated entrances or the um, pedestrian entrances, nice uh, swinging gates at the drive entrances, but something that would prevent um, activity in the park in the evening hours that would destroy that historic treasure that we have uh, for the city. So we have added in some uh, decorative fencing examples for you. Um, but we just wanted to get the buy-in of the uh, Park Commission to move forward with the application for this project. So it's going to be an application to receive the funds. Correct. And the funds have been predetermined. This is our idea for the funds to prevent vandalism in the park. 
but to keep it decorative and historic in so appearance. I'm, just so that I can understand mm -hmm. the funds part of it. The state parks or whoever's putting this funding out said we have this amount. If you guys can come up with the project mm -hmm. to spend it on. Correct. Okay. I was trying to understand the verbiage between it. And then... Go ahead. Um, my question... Your microphone. <clears throat> um, you said uh, the funding would be available for a project. Mm -hmm. Does that exclude taking that 177 and looking at needs of other museums? It does not, but actually... Parks. Parks. I'm, parks. 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 Mm-hmm. So not specifically museums. It would be for parks. And so we figured this would be kind of a um, guinea pig park, I guess we can right. call it, and practice here to see if this concept actually works, if the vandalism is reduced, or if it continues. Because not only do we have graffiti, um, we've had bouts of fleas several times in that park that has... Say fleas. Fleas. Flea infestations in the park. Um, we have hose bibs routinely broken off. We have the electrical um, pulled from the panels routinely. The wires are cut for the phone lines routinely. Rose bushes are destroyed. And it's just as this, as I said before, this is a historic <clears throat> treasure that we have in our town. This property was donated to us. We're the stewards of it. And it is vandalized routinely. And so if we can install a decorative fence to protect this treasure, then maybe it would uh, prevent the vandalism during those evening hours. So the gates would be open during the day when the park is open and be closed at dusk when it's closed. I believe this to be a wonderful idea. I have been out with uh, park staff cleaning up when somebody has decided to go around the whole uh, area with spray paints and, mm -hmm. and flammables and uh, so forth. It definitely needs some security. Has there been any quotes as far as the cost for work on this, or who would would that go out to contract, or would the city? It would staff? go out for RFP to receive quotes from qualified fencing contractors. Okay, and mm -hmm. then the hope would be that this project would fall under that 177, and if yes. it doesn't, if it doesn't, then we would look at supplementing that or um, venturing into a different project if it's too exorbitant. Okay. Um, I had another question. I'm trying to think what it was. Commissioner Whiteley? Yeah, I was curious to know, because um, I'm also for the project, because I walk by the park every day. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm curious to know, at nighttime and also in the morning, who is locking and unlocking the park? So currently we have uh, park staff that's on that would close it uh, in the both dusk and dawn hours. Uh, we also have a caretaker that lives in the cottage on the property that um, we would provide them with the key, but we wouldn't expect them to open and close, but they would also be there as necessary. Okay, perfect, mm -hmm. thank you. And that was my other point. Even though we have caretakers in the cottage, the vandalism still continues. Mm -hmm. What exactly are the caretakers responsible for there? They just report activity that's happening. They're not required to confront anybody or move them along. They just report activity. 
Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Castro. Um, once the gates are locked, what kind of security or patrols will be inside in case somebody jumps over and wants to, is now protected by that gate? Is there patrols that will look still periodically through the Our park? police department still patrols our parks in the evening hours when they're closed. So the patrols would continue as they are. If somebody gets locked in, well, jump over. They've imprisoned themselves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, we would deal with that case-by-case case um, basis. Would this, uh, would this funding possibly, if we even wanted it, um, some sort of motion lights that would go on in case that happened at night? And conversely, I actually got stuck in one of those loitering centers downtown. I was putting up the flags, and I stood too long in front of one of the businesses and got ousted. <laughs> I don't know if that's something... We could look into that I as well. I could think because of obviously they, face. Yeah, well, obviously they shouldn't be there yeah. so, during those hours. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know if that's a possibility. We could look into that as well. If Costing. the fence proves to not be of a benefit um, in reduction of vandalism, then we would look into security cameras or uh, motion lights, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Maybe only spend 170000 and save seven just in case. <laughs> I think anything around there is going to be a benefit um, – Security-wise, mm -hmm. uh, right now, there's really nothing. Um, one other concern I have is that uh, the time era. There's a fence around there right now. Obviously, that's not probably from the exact time era of the uh, museum, the mansion. But to stick with the, what would you call it, the aesthetics Mm -hmm. um, it, it, rather than <clears throat> complete modern day wrought iron stuff if there is anything that we can do to to find a design or something that is time relevant right and that's what we would do is to have the decorative filigree on that fence that would really bring it back to that era okay mm -hmm. Are there any other comments or questions from the commission? Commissioner I Castro? have a, oh, Go ahead, Commissioner Kahn. Yeah, so, you know, the, the samples, of course, were all black, and the current fence is white. Mm -hmm. That was my, one of my concerns, is keeping it in because it was what's appropriate. Yes, and we can uh, request a white powder coat for that fence. As long as it's not over the 7000 extra dollars. <laughs> Commissioner Castro? Um, I would also like to um, echo that in that I am in support of the project in theory. I do believe that we should um, use our resources, all of our resources, Arts Commission, um, Historic Planning Commission, the <laughs> Neighborhood, to really get a good understanding of what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. So I hope we're not making a decision on any of the pictures that we have here today. Mr. Legrand? I would just like to weigh in on this, just so you understand that there are, um, I want to say this as gently as I can, uh, there are more than one park in the city. And this is an experiment because we have issues with people camping in the parks. We can't expend all the dollars on something decorative and pretty and everything else on one park. I mean, because we have $177,000, we need to hit as many parks as we can because you're looking at an issue of 
What your big issue is, is you have to understand the law of Martin versus Boise. I mean, with uh, people camping in public places. Now, there's a difference between camping in a public open place as opposed to being inside of a locked fence. A locked fence closed area is enforceable by your law enforcement so that somebody can be dealt with this in an enclosed area. An open area is not. I mean, so that's very difficult for law enforcement. This is a tool, so we have to be understanding of that as we look at different samples and ideas. You know, when we get real specific and real ornate and things like that, the price really goes up. So I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying keep that in mind. It's one of the considerations and factors that should play into this because that's a very significant thing that you're doing here. Because if you look at some of your smaller parks like Railroad Park and uh, Wallace Park and even the Seroptimus Park, uh, which is right off our back door over here, you have significant camping issues in those parks. And the issues that are being brought forward by our parks uh, department is one of public defecation and urination and uh, leaving uh, large amounts of personal property and other inappropriate things in our parks. So we have to find ways to make those spaces off limits and give our law enforcement tools so that they can do something when somebody's actually in there. Um, so just think about that as your consideration as we do these things. So. I have a question on that. It was my understanding. It says here, wrought iron fence will not exceed the per capita for Sank Park. You're saying the 177 is going for all parks in your. I'm saying we have 177 thousand dollars now. If you spend, if your recommendation to the council is 177 thousand dollars on one park, then you've spent the entire allocation on one park. Now, if you, I thought that was the proposal here. I didn't no, know that. That is where it's like. Uh, uh, Ms. Nevers was saying this is where we're starting. It's our guinea pig, essentially. Oh. So you know, we have no idea if this is going to be a $177,000 fence. We really hope it's going to be about a $35,000 fence. Okay, that's a whole different We just don't know we until don't, we get those proposals know. back. That's a whole different right. mm -hmm. proposal then. Yeah. Um, so I would like to lobby that the um, Sang Park is, Lot Home Sang Park is very historic. And if we were going to spend any more money on that park than Hewitt Park, Hewitt Park, you could put the Put the the gang fence up there, the the, the you know the prison looking fence. But around that park, it is very very historical and specific. And I don't want a beautiful white well, my advice, fence around the, all of the parks. I didn't know we were discussing that. So, well, but well, my that advice one is, is not to not do that. I'm just telling you, you know, consider you know a bigger picture of what Absolutely. you have going on here and what the issues are that are you know one of the biggest issues surrounding your parks is uh, essentially people living in them. Thank you. And we need to find ways just to strategies to deal with that that are effective and also legal. And Hewitt Thank Park you. wasn't included in this because fencing was included in the statewide parks grant application for that park. So the, you mentioned Seroptimus Park. What parks are involved in this then? Well, it just depends on what the RFP comes back as for this, and then we may include other parks depending you know, on I'd how like much to, funding. Yeah. I'd like to state my understanding so that I think we're getting some misunderstandings here. So my understanding is we're looking for, I don't want to use the word direction, but we're looking for consensus of the commission to move forward with applying for those funds mm -hmm. with using the fence for the lot home as the foundation for the application mm -hmm. and anything that is left over from that project. So... I want to be clear, though, is if the funding 
if we're approved for the funding with the foundation of it being the fence around the lot home, is the city required to send back the rest of the funding? And then how would we move forward? Because Commissioner Castro is correct. The, the proposal we have in front of us specifically states that amount for that park. Mm -hmm. So we can't necessarily make a recommendation that says, hey, we recommend filing for an application for this amount for this park when we would like to see, as, as Mr. Legrone said, if, if Lot Home only takes $30,000, we'd like to see the rest of the money spent in the rest of the parks. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, just this specific location was addressed initially because I honestly don't know what the fencing would cost to go around an entire block. So I'm just leaving it open-ended at this point. If we're going to submit the RFP as soon as possible or post the RSP as soon as possible so that we can get those proposals back, and from there we still have a little bit of time until December 31st to make a determination as to how many other parks we can add. So are you going to, are you going to put out for bids on the fence before applying for this money? Absolutely, because we have to know what our dollar amount is okay. that we're applying for. Okay, that makes a whole lot more sense. Does that clarify? Everybody good with that? So my only suggestion, uh, can I make a motion? Mm -hmm. So then I just want the understanding, as you said as well, we, we definitely need to make sure that it's something time aesthetic. Um, and I think we're all in agreement on that. Once you apply for it, can we have another meeting to discuss some of the aesthetics within a price range, possibly? Or do you have to decide tonight on the aesthetic? That would, well, we can just request that it be aesthetically appropriate to the era of the home, um, but it doesn't have to be. Some of the examples are as simple as the post with the. Um, pointed tops. Some of them have just the circles on the top. That's little bits. What we can ask for with the RFP is options. A simple six-foot wrought iron fence with a decorative top, or we can ask to have what is the change order for more ornate options. I think what Commissioner Castro is asking is if this will be brought back to us prior to a decision being made on the actual whatever decides to be used. We can bring it back. We're just running tight on time. So December, because after we get the approval here, we put out the RFP, we understand what the cost is going to be, and then we also take it to city council for that final resolution and approval for the December 31st deadline. So then when we know for sure. Hmm. Yeah, and it also needs to go to the Historical Advisory Committee because it's in the historic downtown location. So that then I'm good. If it has to go to them, it doesn't have to come here. Thank you. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, if it has to go to them, put that in your motion, then it will go to them. Would you like to make the motion? No. Okay. All right, I'll sure. make a motion that we approve. Huh? You started it. I'll make a motion that we approve the recommendation to council for the funding from the state parks per capita allocation for $177,952 with the basis as being the lot home with the understanding that anything added or built at the lot home will be time, time sensitive of the park. 
and passed by the historic committee for approval. That is my motion. I second that. We have a first and a second. And then again, just to reiterate for clarification, this will, due to time constraints, I understand if it has to go out in an email, but would like to see this the, the design that's selected and designs and just updates Absolutely. as we go, please. Commissioner Khan, how do you vote? Yes. The motion carries with five yeses and zero noes. Thank you. Thank you for the clarification on those. Thank you as well, Mr. Legrand. Uh, Commissioner Khan, docent report. Okay. Well, you have the newsletter. It should be in your report. And uh, but I have a couple things that came up recently. One is that the uh, the uh, nature center is working with the state parks DWR. I have it here to do some new signage on the swim bow trail, the river trail along the park. And they're, they're working with them and coming up with new new verbiage and new signs to make the trail more uh, interesting and give people a better idea of how historic it is. That was one thing that just came up recently. And then the other thing I wanted to mention was, I'm not too sure, but there's a the mile-long mile yard sales going on on the uh, 8th of September, I believe, the 4th of September, 4th of September. And uh, the docents were asked to participate in it there's some interest, but not a lot of interest in us participating in that particular event. And other than that, as far as I know, the museums are, they're, it's hard to staff them, but they're doing okay. And I guess one other thing is uh, docent applications. I was wondering if there's any new docent application. I guess that's it. <laughs> yes, uh, I was just told today that we had an application turned in from Ted Wheeler, I believe, if that, I think Michelle, he was one okay. of Finished. Um, so we're just waiting on the final response on fingerprints from Ted Wheeler, and that is the um, only one that I have right now back in, in backgrounds. Okay, I right, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Khan. <clears throat> Are there any items left over from that auction that we had with the decommissioned items? No. The rest of all of that went, got disposed of? Everything was purchased, to my knowledge. Oh. All the okay. lots were purchased. I couldn't remember mm -hmm. if uh, everything was. Do we, we don't have any other decommissioned items that can go into this yard the sale? The deassessed items, no. Everything that was deassessed went to the auction house, the first round and the second round. Awesome. Did it make a lot of room? It made a substantial amount of room <laughs> <laughs> in the uh, Chinese Temple Annex. Very mm. good. And that's a little building off to the side? Correct. Okay. All right. Staff reports. 
curator position? So we have, um, we are just working on the job description currently for the curator position. Um, we have received a little bit of interest from uh, some past graduates from Chico State. So I've received at least one resume um, just because I had reached out to them originally, seeing if they had any ideas or any um, uh, anyone in mind. So I have received, I believe, one and trying to think if there's actually two resumes already, even though the job description's not out, they're eager <laughs> to see it. Um, so we are working on updating that um, with some of the ideas that the city council had wanted to see. Well, we appreciate that. And we definitely as commissioners knew for sure 100% that there would be some interest in a curator type position for our lovely museums. We are I don't have to tell you guys this, but we are very fortunate to have so many here. So, well, I think we're working on kind of making it a curator slash volunteer coordinator kind of position. So that's kind of the, some of the new verbiage that we're working on in the description or job description of it. Um, so that should be done relatively soon. And that will lighten your load as well. We'll see. Very good. <laughs> are there any comments from the commission? All right, moving on to the kayak kiosk. So I know that this body have requested a draft of the plans of the kiosk, but in the process of producing the deeds for the statewide parks grant application, uh, it was discovered that the property is not owned by the city of Orville. It was actually deeded to the Feather River Parks and Rec Department back in the 80s. Um, we have had a conversation with Feather River Parks and Rec Board, and they have agreed to transfer the property back to the city of Orville, so it will be back under our ownership. The escrow is open, and that transfer will take place here in the coming months. Lots of fun little discoveries. So, um, and that was transferred at the same time as Harrison Stadium, the tennis courts, other properties. We have a master agreement with Feather River Recreation and Park District um, for the maintenance of that property, and that's why the city has maintained it for all these years. Um, and there has been a lot of back and forth over who is maintaining that property, and it goes with the convention center the parks uh, we just have an mou with them for the maintenance of all these properties and so that knowledge of the transfer of deed has been lost over the years with the overturn of staff we're now putting it back in its rightful place so that we can construct that kiosk so at the next meeting once that transfer is complete we will present to you that kiosk project so you know what its status is it just doesn't make any sense to present a project that doesn't sit on property we currently own we've put that one on hold i was while you were saying that i was very curious as to how much money the city then spent on maintenance and i know that so much time and money was spent on um, electrical issues wiring and and irrigation and such so that's very it was still under an mou we still had you know worked with parks and rec stating that we would and they also reciprocate by uh, maintaining the trail picking up trash things like that and w just for clarification we share the trail correct correct we the own most, most of it but they maintain a lot of it as far as trash collection things like that very good any comments from the commission on this item all right moving on to museum films um the museum films films i don't have much to update on. Um, this is something that the chamber was heading up 
um, but I will check with them because we are all eager to get those to see the final product and to get them on our website and get them out promoted. So I will get a better idea of when those will be ready. And just for clarification on this, we're talking about what was previously referred to as the virtual tour videos. Yes, I believe they had previously hired someone to do it. Um, I think that may have fallen so I can, wayside. I can someone... update that situation. The individual that was going to do it was not aware of the massive amount of work it was going to be. And so they have uh, since provided the chamber with the raw footage and that's just waiting to be put together. Okay. I will check on that and have an update for that. Any comments from the commission on this item? Commissioner Castro? Um, it's my understanding that the funding has already been spent for these, or will the chamber be incurring any additional expenses to put them together, to edit them together? I, I do believe. not know. I believe they've already paid for the raw footage. I believe it's already in hand, so mm -hmm. except for their time, um, I don't see it causing any more, having any more cost. This wasn't a city charge uh, expense? No. no. The chamber no, used the their chamber. COVID relief dollars mm -hmm. to put these films together yeah, for the you. city. Mm -hmm. I think this might have started the process prior to you coming on the commission. Uh, museum Day. So that kind of segues into Museum Day. Um, I know it was a big discussion of last time of when we're going to do the free Museum Day again. Um, I did reach out to Explore Butte County, um, who usually heads that and is our partner on that project. And they have dubbed it the last weekend in February for the rest of eternity. So um, <laughs> is almost exactly what the response was. <laughs> so the last weekend in February, we can absolutely partner with them again um, to get on board with the free Museum Day and help promote that. Um, so that's what we have just for the update on that one. So it's a little ways out, but I think by then we'll kind of, you know, hopefully boost up our docents, get our museums open a little bit in more the regularly. Mean, in, sorry. Yeah. In the meantime, I would like to see whether it be a commissioner or staff or somebody uh, maybe reach out to the schools and just throw the idea out there that we do have the museums for um, tours. tours and field trips, um, that sort of thing, and maybe come up with a midpoint free museum day so february and then whatever the midpoint between the two is uh, before they close be for that. uh the winter months yes. maybe yeah. mm -hmm. okay so free museum day opening them up and then closing them back down right okay okay so just, like kind of a big push like my, we're going to be closed for this long we might do this kind of event before this idea close. just is um interest gaining interest because i think the more kids see the museums, the more they want to go back and see more. So, Absolutely. Any other comments on this item? Hazardous tree report? Um, I believe that was a, one of the written reports um, from Wade Adbury, who was uh, unable to attend this evening. So it should be attached in your packet. Let me see what page Page 18. Thank you. Page 18. She beat me. <laughs> I know I had some questions about this uh, for Wade. He is enjoying a sunny vacation. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Well deserved. Much needed. Sunny yes. vacations are very good. I just, <laughs> I spent a week on the fire and then I spent two weeks on traveling the U.S. I went to Florida and Nebraska and every state in between. It's been amazing. 
anyhow, I'll wait for the questions for these until Wade's here to be able okay. to answer them. Uh, the next yeah. item, oops, sorry. Go ahead. The next item we have is the statewide parks grant application. And the last piece of that kind of puzzle was we had found out about that parcel that we didn't no longer, we're no longer owning. Um, so that was kind of the last piece of the puzzle that was approved by Feather River Park and Rec. And we do have a letter in our submittal saying that that deed is going to be transferred back to the city. So that was kind of the last piece of the puzzle. So both of those have been submitted. Um, we are just, you know, fingers crossed waiting to hear back from those grant applications. Okay, and my apologies, I didn't see the queue before I moved on. Uh, Commissioner Whiteley? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I just had a question, and this can wait until next meeting when Wade's here, um, but do you know, are they going to be grinding down stumps? Because um, specifically an area that I walk um, over by Home Depot um, along Nelson, there's a lot of small stumps along the way. And we do own a hazard. stump grinder. Um, I'm not sure how you get that on <laughs> his radar. He does have several stumps identified um, that are going to be ground down. They just purchased a new stump grinder. Um, so they have a new toy in their arsenal. Um, <laughs> they will be using that here in the coming months to take care of many of those identified stumps. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And then are there, uh, Commissioner Castro, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm on page 19. Um, I would just like to, one, two, third paragraph, give the Rotary Club of um, Oroville did the work in the Sank Park. I'm sorry, what? Uh, recently, the Exchange Club did some work in Sank Park. The Exchange Club is Bedrock, and the Rotary Club did the work in Sank Park. I just mm -hmm. want to make sure they get the credit. Gotcha. All right, and then are there any comments from the Commission on the grant applications topic? Moving on to parks, trees, and street department reports. So this is the report that Wade, um, our parks department, uh, usually gives, but it is written, so it is also attached in your agenda. Let's see if we can get there, too. Um, 19. The page 19 as well that um, Commissioner Castro just referenced. So that is his um, written report. All right, thank you. And then I see one thing that we are missing in this um agenda is a very important one for me is the spot for commissioner reports um, and request for agenda items yes I future, noticed that future agenda items mm -hmm. we will have that added in absolutely and then but go also, ahead and make reports also <laughs> also again if we can please change the last or the first sentence in adjournment that we are not the Oroville City Council. We are the Oroville Parks Commission. We will. <laughs> it's a template in our system. We don't try to make excuses. But, yes, we will highlight that and circle that, and we will all bring it uh, to our attention. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> I just, I like, I love mentioning it every time. <laughs> One of these days it's going to be fixed, and you're going to still try to mention it. And meet every other month. So I have a couple of things. If uh, any commissioners want to give a report or... Uh, request future agenda items. Go ahead and push your button for Q. Uh, I yeah. have two. I have two, three things. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the detailed minutes. I'm really grateful that they're in between verbatim and just action items. It's very, very helpful to make the continuity. So thank you, thank you very much. Um, I'm the Portland Lou girl. I'm going to go down in history as the Portland Lou girl. So if you could add that to your backlog on giving us updates on the Portland Lou's, um, uh, I would be grateful. 
I also have uh, noticed that Gary Norwood has approached the city council twice now uh, in regard to the Pioneer Museum. And I believe it was recommended that he come to the Parks Commission. Somebody here refresh my memory. Uh, and just wondering what the Parks Commission's role would be in his request. I don't know if that's an agenda item or a request. I, I don't know. It's uh, basically reigniting a previous conversation with the native sons of the Golden West. And so um, we're just waiting to have that conversation with them as to what their intent is with the museum. And then we can actually bring a staff report to the Park Commission with what the full request is. Whatever gets decided, I'd like to see it come to the Park Commission for a recommendation or non-recommendation before mm -hmm. it gets sent to the council. Is that all of your items? Also, I wanted to update you regarding the request for the um, explanation, or not the explanation, but an overview of the charter and the Park Commission's role. Our city attorney has um, requested that he specifically give this overview. He wanted a special workshop because he's done it in the past. He knows it well, and he wanted to be able to provide that for you. So we actually have some dates to send out. Um, he just sent them this evening uh, for the end of August, beginning of September. Um, and so we'll send those to you so you can coordinate uh, in your calendars, we'll probably send out a doodle poll to see what works best for everybody. Appreciate that. Um, seeing nobody in the queue, I'll go ahead with my items. I would like, as previously requested, the uh, review of past Park Commission goals. Um, the goal stuff that we had set up as to what our priorities were. I'd like that on the next agenda so that we can review it as a new commission and maybe even do something similar that we did. We had we planned that. to have it on this current one, um, but we had we held off um, hoping for that special presentation from our city attorney first, so then we could Know, gotcha. where our, know where we are and then make goals. So I apologize. I should have said that was... Makes perfect sense. It was in our queue and it got pulled just because of that one item. Yeah, absolutely. Could be a yeah. workshop together. No, that makes perfect sense. Uh, I didn't even think of that because then we'll know exactly what we can do and what we can't. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to note that just from the two meeting minutes that I've signed tonight from the past two meetings... There are lots of future agenda items that have been requested. And then, not that it's anyone's fault, most of it is COVID-related, but many things have been requested to come on to our future agendas. And it seems that our meetings are getting shorter and shorter uh, by, by the meeting. Just wanted to note that. Commissioner Krantz? One of the things that I wanted oh. to ask, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh. One of the things I wanted to ask about was on a future agenda, unless you have information now, was mm -hmm. for an update on the docent wants and needs list that I emailed on July 7th. And I know we touched on the phone system and the website info, and I think a little bit about the docent applications tonight. But 
I know that some of the things were, for example, security, uh, the broken window and dry rot at the Chinese temple, the new docents training and being titled something else while they're waiting for clearance, and my pet project, the name tags. And I would also mm -hmm. hope that staff would be receptive to, instead of just name tags for the lead docents, it doesn't seem like it would be such a stretch to have name tags for all the docents, um, even if it was a different type of name tag, because I know that that was something before that was given us some feedback was that the lead docents would have name tags. Um, I, I would just like to suggest that all the docents should have a name tag. They will. <laughs> we um, have been working um, on getting, collecting all pictures of docents. So we've hosted several days here at the city um, with the coordination with Michelle um, and the other docents come in at this time and this time, these two days to get your picture taken. Um, I'm trying to remember how many we have so far. I'm not sure if Michelle knows, but we have well over half pictures taken. Yes. Oh, good. So when we're talking about name tags, are we talking about name tags that we have you're talking about those okay yeah so they're going to look similar to staff name tags um so all the pictures that have been taken of docents are in the hands of our it department awesome. um we were hoping to have these done sooner than they have happened but we do have someone new in our it department i think that's kind of his project so um i will check on those the name tags Great. absolutely mm. and if we have new ones definitely get them on the list about coming in and coordinating with me to get their picture taken Super quick, super easy, and we can get it over to IT. Okay. Commissioner Castro? Um, are those easily readable for the name? Because that's kind of a museum docent thing. Hi, Sally. I'm Sally. Can you read your names on those? Like, is that a customer-friendly docent? We've kept it the Just, same as what city staff yeah. is, so um, I can... I, I don't want to just muck are it what up. They are. I, just, I just think there's a difference between a badge on a lanyard and a friendly docent Jordan Daly. So a, a person attending, being mm. docented, or to, that's not a word, Tour? being toured, touring has a name tag, hey, hi, Linda. And in the past, our docents have had the metal mm. name yeah. tags. Um, and we just ended up going to this because we were trying to keep it consistent across the board uh, as to everybody having the same name tag. We, uh, now that we've made all of these, let's try to keep them consistent mm -hmm. going forward. If, it, if we find out that this was an epic fail for the docents, it didn't work, we can eventually in the future go back to the metal name tags. But for the sake of consistency, we wanted to go with the lanyards. The idea oh, with... Sorry. No, you go ahead. The idea with the lanyards also was... a actually approved by our current docents um it was something moving forward with i'm not sure if you know they, they collect pins of their for their hours and it was something we were moving forward with that the lanyards would then now host their pins um that we used to do bars on their name tags and things like that um and it was just a little bit cumbersome and we were moving forward with something new so that was kind of the idea with the lanyards and the name tags and then also to be more uniform with city staff as well so we thought that would be a fun thing all of them having the same lanyards and then a way to display their pens so it's kind of been in the thought process um we can definitely see if we can enhance the font on there um it is small but yeah we want them to look uniform mm -hmm. <laughs> and maybe 
they I know that a lot of the docent um, activities uh, they have the sticky hi my name is Sally things not that that's the best way but I see what you where you're coming from right now or as it has been when you walk up to a docent in a museum they have their metal nameplate that clearly you can visibly clearly see the name that makes sense um, if for some reason their new thing is turned around their card whatever the case may be it may be a little m more to ask somebody what their name is I don't know all I was gonna say on that topic is that now I'm jealous that I have the old style <laughs> and not this new upgraded stuff I don't have anything what? I don't have anything, so I won't. When's the picture day? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have a couple of more things. Um, the goals I already talked about. The Adopt-A-Park uh, issue I want to see on the next um, agenda. Commissioner assignments to parks. So which commissioners are going to take <laughs> which parks? Because I know we were going to have oh, commissioners as liaisons for... So you want to um, revisit the Adopt-A-Park application and kind of like the format of it no this is which commissioner is going to take which parks i think you can address that now and assign a park to each commissioner i don't think that needs to be an agenda item okay sure well i don't know if everybody's had time to think about this I'm i know right. you i know exchange club or yep. i know you have bedrock yep but we have how many parks we have Bedrock, Centennial Plaza, Feather River Nature Center and Plant Park, Hewitt Park, Sank Park, Railroad Park, Seroptimus Park, Rotary Park. The little Wallace Park. Wallace Park. The Employee Association That's Memorial Park. That's what I'm saying. Park. If we can do like a list and just knock this out real quick. There's 10. <laughs> Let me write. You want to do it right in. now? We can bring it back, and you guys. I I was just thinking in the essence of time, so that we're not. You guys know which parts you'd like to represent. Road. And for my understanding, it's so that you guys can promote those specific parks under your, you know, your own project. Correct. And try to recruiting service clubs or groups to adopt them. Yes, and then okay. with that said, it, that divide and conquer. Divide and conquer, mm -hmm. and if there's questions or concerns with those, rather than those those community service individuals storming city hall to talk to you guys, you would be we, the point we of contact. We are the liaison last that we understood. Got it. Commissioner Krantz. I'm sorry, I was looking at you. It's okay. So I, I, you did a really great job just kind of bringing us up to speed, but I'm thinking for, speaking for myself mm -hmm. as a newer member, I know that that topic came up at a really early meeting. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could just have a little review of exactly what it is that this project is looking for. Absolutely. Right. We'll bring that we'll back, bring back at the October meeting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, with a list of the parks. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work right into Thank everything you. else with our goals. Mm -hmm. All right, and then the last thing I have just on my notes right here is uh, maybe uh, under the hat of Chief Legrone can address this one. Is there a way for the parks that do have closable gates to either repair and close to re repair those and get those closed nightly to help 
steer away the problems that you were previously mentioning because before my vacation I was regularly going through the parks towards the evenings and they were pretty full what parks are you talking about so Hewitt Park no it makes no sense to close the the driveway gate when there's no fence nowhere else okay the, the car it doesn't change the law I mean it's still open and accessible because there's right. no you know closing the driveway doesn't change the, the thing. problem I was seeing there though was if you go in and you go behind the new daycare cars are going in there at night and parking behind the new daycare mm -hmm. and then they're dumping a lot of their belongings and stuff in there at nighttime where they're less sure. likely to be seen right. so my thought was that if that gate was closed then they are forced unless they drive through the grass and such which they could um, if that gate was closed they're less likely to dump everything in the more lighted area of the front of the park right. um, so that was my that is something that you know certainly with staffing can be done you know it's not uh, i'm not going to stand here and say it's going to be done every day it's not a priority to be really honest i mean there's a you have a limited number of law enforcement officers working each day sometimes as few as two and that was just not you know going to rise up to the level of which you know we would have an expectation of them uh, we can certainly ask to have that done but i'm not going to like say i'm not going to represent to you absolutely that's going to happen i'm not really sure that it's not going to cause more problems than it's actually going to prevent because those that are determined to um, not respect our parks will go to extremes to do that such as driving through the park and everything else you know you've seen in rotary for some reason someone thinks it's some well i'll just say it straight up some idiot thinks it's funny to do yard jobs in rotary it's a beautiful park they've done a wonderful job taking care of it yet um, some community member devalues and uh, disrespects all of us by doing that so i'm not really sure that is going to be helpful that's why this fencing thing is so important is so that you know once we do do that you know we close those fences we close that park it is now really truly closed so that's the issue you get to because if you go back there now it's uh because of the state of the law and the permissive nature of our society it's a very difficult um, situation to address in a proper manner so uh, we can certainly, that's a lot of words to say no, um, but um, I don't want to absolutely just slam the door and say no, we'll do the best that we can, but I can't promise you wonderful results. How many MLEs are we down to now? Off the top um, of your head, do you know? I don't know. Too many. Not enough? Not many, no. I mean, law enforcement is difficult to recruit for law enforcement right now because of the state of the way things are. The reason I ask is because I know many meetings ago we were pushing the can we please have the MLEs checking through the parks and the bathrooms and stuff but uh, short staffing in that aspect just wanted to make sure that we understood that that was an issue right now well, we, we are recruiting heavily we have brought on several officers we have three in training right now so we are um, aggressively going after that the issue and we have a couple more that are in the background process so hopefully we're going to turn around and be in pretty good shape here shortly in that arena we have a couple of uh, dispatchers that we are now going to hopefully once we get these uh, two trained and the third one on is an experienced uh, lateral dispatcher we should be up to our seven 
So we are coming up in that area. It's just we're not getting many applications for MLE, so uh, our municipal law enforcement program. So if you know of anyone that is, you know, over the age of 18 uh, that is interested in a law enforcement career, it's a great way to come into it, who experience law enforcement, to experience it in your hometown, to truly understand what the profession is, um, the work behind the profession. Uh, this is a great way to do it. It's a great way for you to learn about the profession as you go to school and as you, um, for lack of a better term, ride this rock for a few years so you have the necessary life experience to understand uh, the gray issues because law enforcement doesn't make their money in the black or the white. You know, they live and work in the gray. So you need to have the life experience to understand it. So if you know anybody, um, send them down and we, you know, we're looking for hometown kids that are looking for an excellent hometown job. I know a few who have personally who have went through the MLE and program and are now officers and and I'm sorry not not kids young people I mean <laughs> they're just young enough to be my kids or grandkids maybe <laughs> thank you Mr. Legrand are there any other comments from the commission hearing none just quickly do we have any kind of update on the grant or where we're at in the process for Hewitt Park that um that is that falls under the statewide park grant applications so that has been submitted we're hopefully going to hear funding should be rewarded or awarded announced uh in fall so yeah, they said september october mm -hmm. time frame okay. so we're coming up on it so we as soon as we know you'll we know. might have asked that before they had a lot <laughs> of applications yes. to review okay. yeah mm -hmm. i mean we did luckily get a site visit and we've been working very closely with state parks um the person that in between them so i think we have a good relationship with them we're hopeful um but when we know you'll know because we'll be excited <laughs> so the project for hewitt park is through state parks um, it's through that the statewide parks grant applications. Okay. Um, it's, I think it's even longer name than that. That's the shorter version of it, but it is through state park funding. Prop 68 Prop funding. Prop 68 funding. I yes. just wanted to make sure that's clear that that's not California state parks. Um, it's through the prop funding for it. So for California state parks. Yes. Like yes. The state parks recreation areas. Not oh. recreation areas, oh. a branch of California okay. state mm -hmm. parks that does the funding. Oh, well, see, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, if there's no other comments, then we will close this meeting at 625. The next regularly scheduled Oroville City Parks Commission meeting will be October 12th at 515 p.m. Thank you.